Hey, LodgeCasters, welcome to the LodgeCast, the official podcast show of Gentleman'sAvenue.com. I'm your host, Mr. M, and this is being recorded at Nopalero Studios. We're on the 13th floor of Whittier's tallest building. That's right, folks, man. On this beautiful, sunny day, we can oversee Catalina Island from here, man. We took over the whole penthouse suite. Folks, don't forget, marble floors, ice sculptures. We got the whole nine, man. So anyways, you're tuned in to episode 35, man. I am super excited. We have two guys here, man, that are just killing it, man. We have George Perez and Oscar Taruno. Man, these guys are in the new movie, Taco Shop. So they're going to be coming up in just a few seconds here. So let me just get uh, through what I got to get through. So remember, you can find all these on our website at gentlemansavenue.com forward slash LodgeCast. You can watch them on iTunes, Google Play. So we have our social media on Instagram at The LodgeCast and on Twitter at The LodgeCast. So remember, not only is there a podcast, which is the audio only portion, but then there's also the video. So if you want to check out and see this beautiful uh, 13th floor penthouse suite set, you can just tune in and watch it maybe you're tired of watching america's got no talent or whatever the hell or you want to see about russia or god knows what else is on tv you can tune in and watch stuff man we have plenty of episodes they're all there so anyways that'll do that and i want to introduce our guest hey fellas nice to see you man what's up Martin? Thank here, you here. here we are yeah thanks for having us here man now, if i would help if i turn on the microphone so uh-huh. we have too much <laughs> So it happens. Sometimes I get a little, you know, the elevation yeah. gets to me. So here we have George Perez to what's my right. Up, what's up, my boy? We have Oscar Taruno over here, man. So how was the traffic, man? How was it getting here? Uh, 605 sucks. <laughs> it does. It does. The 605 kind of reminds me, like, when you go to TJ, just without the people selling shit. <laughs> You're like, if I'm going to be stuck in traffic, <laughs> yeah. I just want to buy like a piggy bank or a salape. <laughs> For real. You know like, come on. Yeah. Hey, I want Spider-Man with Cortez is on. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a, ba- a mango on a stick, you know, <laughs> while I'm sitting here. So, uh, yeah, this, right. you know, freeways and less. And you always, I always wonder, because it's any time of the day, mostly except for like maybe from like, you know, 11 to like three in the morning. But you're always wondering like, where in the hell is everybody going? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't it's, And it. it's just this part of 605. It's just, yeah. it's, 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 it's like by Whittier and. Washington. It's not, and then after that, it's easy going. Mm-hmm. Before that, it's easy going. It's mm-hmm. just that section right here, which you happen to live close to. <laughs> that, that means Latinos have jobs that start later now, because <laughs> yeah. it used to be early in the morning. We've got to be at work by six. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it is. Man, it's good to have you guys here. And so you are George Perez. You're yeah. a comedian, right? Comedian, actor, podcaster, mm-hmm. strip club champion, <laughs> advocate, yeah, an advocate, Planned Parenthood, Varsity, All CIF, everything. Okay. So how, how did you get? How did you get into this, man? I mean, uh, I was dating a girl that was a. I mean, I dated girls, but I dated my first girl that had, would, like didn't go to continuation school. <laughs> okay. All right. She was a master's in creative writing, and she was just like, dude, mm-hmm. you're so funny, and you always bring me over to your house, and we have sex, and you put on a comedy. <laughs> like, that was my thing. I'd put on a comedy to get her all happy. And, hey, what's I up? freaking last longer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we went to this underground comedy show at Club Rio. Edwin San Juan was the host, mm-hmm. and he's huge. This guy, he's a resident. Uh, Vegas now he has his own he's a resident comedian in Vegas mm-hmm. and I went up there and destroyed on my first time we did like a your mama battle mm-hmm. and I destroyed so it's like smack talking just getting yeah. up there right yeah with no with no chingasles right no just, yeah never yeah, never yeah. and I was making 35 bucks an hour back then I'm a cement finisher certified uh-huh. journeyman mm-hmm. and I said you know what man I'm quitting my job and I'm gonna do comedy mm-hmm 
And then it's been like a, it's been a wild journey, my friend. Very wild journey from that on. 16 yeah. years ago. 16 years ago. Uh, going on 16. Wow. Yeah. From- so, so let me ask you your, your mom a question. Um, has anybody got really pissed and pushed you after it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah so two right. years in a comedy, I'm already on MTV. Mm-hmm. I'm on Your Mama. That show Your Mama. Okay. And I had some people on their trip because that's my whole thing. Once I make you come out of your character, I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I told this black guy on there, I go, hey, homie, your mom's so dark. She don't even use lotion. She used armor <laughs> on. <laughs> And they were tripping. They're like, that's racist. And I was like, why? You were, you told me my mom owned reps tamales for Christmas because we don't have presents. But, oh, yeah, that's a good one. You know? Yeah. But like I was throwing I was throwing stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember I told that. And then my, re, my rebuttal was, yeah, your mom's so dark, she don't even get a physical. She gets a smog check. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a trip when there's a cholo making fun of you. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, because you can't hit him. <laughs> he might be strapped. They're hoping like he's on parole. He's not going to yeah. get us. This is videotaped, right? There's evidence. For real. Uh, so, but, but part of comedy, I mean, is, is crossing lines that we, because they're based in, in certain truths not necessarily the entire but it, it, i don't know alternate facts maybe i don't know but they're based in things that you can relate to you're not talking like some shit that's out of this world that people are like what what did you just say well sometimes i do that but i find a way to make it relatable like when i do anything i make everybody understand that hey dog you might be white black or brown but we all somehow relate in one way mm-hmm. or i remind you of somebody you grew up with that's mm-hmm. what i get a lot like a lot of white people be like, oh my God, you remind me of the maid's little boy that used to come to the house. <laughs> boy, wow. Yeah, maid's little boy. Yeah. And I was that dude. I remember my mom would take me to go clean houses. And sometimes I'd be like, fuck, I want to steal that G.I. Joe so bad. Oh, I haven't even seen that one. But you know what? That's what kind of like, like, you know, my parents helped me out early. They told me, you don't steal. You know what I mean? You, we work for what these fools have and we go get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's what's up. See, dog, I went from ruthless to like, oh, that is sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> feelings huh yeah and the world is full of feelings i mean sometimes you know you don't even want to watch the news you know what i mean because yeah. you're just like what the fuck is going on yeah. like is this i think citric said you know uh about that movie idiocracy right my judge film <laughs> we're just talking about it, that and movie. he was like that's the first film to ever turn into a documentary you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah and you feel that way yeah. yeah sometimes you're like fuck what next man yeah. you know right now comedy places are getting a lot of static because they're talking about stuff that they should be talking about but i mm. think that's the only temple where mm. the last uh the last place where we can really talk about racism mm. and sexism yeah. and, you know either side uh, for or against uh, mm. even uh, racism being racist or not being racist no it, it's like what people fail to understand is i'm a comedian I'm not I'm not a politician. I don't want your vote. I'm not trying to run the city. I'm trying to share my thoughts and put some funny behind it so you could be like ha, 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 ha. You know what I mean? Yeah. That mm-hmm. that's what I do. That's that's what I do. Yeah. Well, you know, you think about it like if you look back and maybe like in in ancient Greece or whatever when they'd get up there and there was a lot of satire, you know, yeah. sometimes it was the the philosophers, right, when they would talk shit would sometimes do it through satire yeah. and comedy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like stand-up, like, you know, the yo mama shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. But but they would do it in a way, and we laugh, and I don't know if that's a what that represents to us humans, that we laugh, uh-huh. but and then we walk out, and nothing ever changes, right? Uh-uh. Like, you know, you the most commentary I find is 
from Stephen Colbert every night, Jimmy Kimmel, when they're talking about the the state of the nation and yeah. people were, we're like fucking laughing, right? Yeah. We're shaking our heads and then we're just like, yeah, that's reality, you know? And we need to laugh right now. I mean, things yeah. are, I mean, everybody's stressed out, you know, we're seeing our neighbors being deported, we're seeing yeah. people yeah. getting around. I go on Facebook, it's no longer Facebook, it's I hate Trump book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and then the sad part about it is um, there's no more like uh, American Pie movies or like, um, you know, those Porky movies or yeah. those teen rated R sex comedies. You know, I, I want to go to the movies and watch something and laugh and they're not there anymore. I don't know why. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to fulfill that gap. But luckily, you know, I mean, we also go to the comedy store and, and, and that's the only, probably the only fun safe haven that we have. Yeah. It's actually the movie theaters, actually. Yeah. If, if, if you were to put comedy clubs at safe haven, comedy store, Carolines, New York, uh, the improv in Hollywood is, it's still, it's, it still lets you play around. Yeah. That's why I like to do a lot of underground comedy still. Like, I'll go to the ghettoist bars that do open mics. <laughs> there was one over there in East LA, uh, Tequilas. Yeah, I remember Did you that? Do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah some guy hit up on my friend uh, in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, like wanted to throw blows? Or was yeah, no, like, like hit up like romantically. Oh. <laughs> and it was like, it was old. It was an old cholo, too. So yeah. that kind of threw me out. Like, you know, it's funny. Like, when old cholos hit me up, it's crazy, too. They're like, where are you from? I'm like, do you want my mailing address or my P.O. box? <laughs> Like you got you got you got to throw curveballs at these fools. <laughs> I'm not a cholo. I just iron a lot, dog. <laughs> well, that's an interesting trend that's come back. You know, the, the, it's I, culture. I don't know if it's just so sanitized that people are trying to find that. And so you see guys wearing Pendletons now. Yeah, guys, you know, I've wearing, been wearing Pendletons. Right? <laughs> I mean, there was a point when that was like the pariah of a Latino family was a cholo. Mm-hmm, In yeah. the 80s and 90s, if you were a cholo, yeah. you were like you might as well have been Osama bin Laden. Yeah. You know what I mean? You were not, society did not like you. It wasn't culture. I lived it. Come on. Right? Yeah. It wasn't culturally hip. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm going to go dress like a cholo and go pay $20 for an avocado and toast. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it, it wasn't okay. Whether it was in Silver Lake or, you know, like yeah. a park. Mm. Stuff like that. But do you guys see that? I mean, that there's a culture shift of, you know, as you look out there, that it's almost surreal. Well, it, it's kind of like. A flannel, like, I'm so glad you brought this up, because I brought this up to someone else. I go, a flannel is like something vintage to these people now, because now they're starting to realize, like, hey, dog, this is a $180 bomb-ass button-up shirt that we creased mm-hmm. down. We, Dude, I only had three flannels when I used to gangbang, mm-hmm. and... Those I took care of those things more than my kids at one time. <laughs> okay. He had a sh- uh, his uh, shooting shirt, his stabbing yeah. shirt, and the rumble shirt. No, no, the shooter, the stabber, and then the the Rob Rob checks from Wabbers. I had to write it. Yeah, yeah, but don't talk about that stuff. <laughs> Why? It's true. Yeah, well, like, it's, I, I look think- back now, and I, I get mad. Like I can't believe I was so dumb that we used to jump paisas and take mm. their money. Like I thought about this, bro. Not all paisa, not all Mexicans are paisas, mm-hmm. but all paisas are Mexican. <laughs> Man, you know, at a certain point, it becomes ph- philosophical. Yeah. In a way, like a conundrum, you know, we sit there and go like, you know, yeah. and at a certain point, all of us, our genealogy is probably paisas. So. Yeah, it yeah. is. At the end of the day, we're all paisas, dog. Yeah. So does that mean it's like self-hatred on our end or what? It's, I, I feel it's uneducatedness. It's like a lot of people, like I got friends that are like, hey, homie, don't be talking Spanish. I go, my bad. <laughs> your dad got locked up and your mom married a white dude and it was kicked out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's it's they don't mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. well we learn about black people through movies and tv mm-hmm. uh, um, um, but when we learn about latinos you know, we're not uh, it's we're the either, wrong shit they put yeah, out there yeah, yeah so that's what the majority of america learns about minorities through mm-hmm. tv and film and we already know. We luckily there's a balance with black uh, African American mm-hmm. uh, portrayals, not on television though, because uh, they're always having that paternity DNA test mm-hmm. show. So yeah, something's wrong when you know you're at home all day, and then you look at the imagery of blacks, and uh, and then you're gonna have a, a false rep- mm-hmm. perception. But for Latinos, we don't have anything. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we know about you know biceps and what you just said about you know the whole cholo thing coming back and stuff? Yeah, you know I learned it from you, but usually you know the majority of America learns it from TV. Mm-hmm. And since we're not on TV and we're either criminals or immigrants, that's what they think of us. Bunch of bad hombres. Yeah, it's it's it's. The, how can I say this? What do they call it? Programming, mm-hmm. mind programming. They're yep. doing great on us. Yeah. We haven't found a way to break that stigmata. What's that, Cholo? Yeah. Went to continuation school? <laughs> Valedictorian? <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Class of yeah. five. Yeah. <laughs> and and like, yeah. it's like I was telling him, I was like, I can't stand how people, like a lot of people judge me because, yeah, homie, I do look like a Cholo. I am a Cholo, but I'm not active no more unless you activate me. <laughs> okay, okay. You know what I mean by that? Yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, I'm Don't not going to switch. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to hit nobody up, but if you come make disrespecting me or my family, I'm going to jump back into that character. Yeah. Yeah. And what are the major, I don't like saying Latino because I'm not Latino, I'm Mexican. Mm. What are the major Mexican movies that have made it they have cholos in them mm-hmm. and then now it's like people are putting cholos down but i'm like no 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 we like like you don't understand we were cholos to save the community and we fucked up later and said you know what we want more power yeah yeah well i you think it's, it's every every barrio you know throughout the country and then you know there's a dominant culture right yeah that that doesn't let you be part of yeah uh, because of your ethnicity yes because of your color your skin and they bound together and found safety maybe they're not called the elks lodge or the <laughs> shriners mm. you know what i mean but it, it was they found that way and maybe some of the activity was illegal at times but hollywood has said this is the representation straight up right man. if you want if you watch any show you want to show a bad mexican he's wearing a tank top it's all tatted up and pulls up in a lowrider. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is the you know, and, yeah. and and George Lopez is also guilty of that. I've seen it on the Lopez show when you know they wanted to show the the bad Mexican. It yeah. was here he comes and a you know, and now in his other show Lopez on TV Land, mm-hmm. um, right now he kind of gives them the middle finger because he drives that bomb with the Mexican flag on yeah. top. Yeah, so it it becomes. But how how do and I say Latinos because there's Chicanos, you know, Mexicans. Paisas, uh-huh. uh, which are you know uh, categories of people, people from South America, Central America, but we're all lumped yeah. in yeah. together. Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> that's fucked up. Like you, you can't call a white boy. Of a, I'm not a white boy. I'm from Greece. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's fucked up. Like when people go, "Hey, homie, you want you want to be on a Latino comedy show?" I was like, "No, I'm. My name is George. Starts with the G. I was born here. <laughs> I want to be on a comedy yeah, show. Yeah, like, yeah, why yeah. you throw me on a Latino comedy show?" Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm I'm not Latino. Yeah, I'm Mexican, American Mexican, and that's some people get pissed off now when you try to, hey homie, don't try to claim America. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? Yeah, I come, right. I can't claim America. It's tough to claim America right now. 
Yeah, I, you, we have to. Don't no, 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 we do. We do. Look, at the end of the day, what, what what Trump is doing is he's brainwashing the pendejos. That's what I tell people. I'm like, white people might talk shit about us, but at the end of the day, they trust us enough to clean their house and watch their kids. And that's the trust of trust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a, as a, my my mom was an immigrant, but my dad wasn't, and my mom used to clean houses. Yeah. and I used to just trip out like. Fuck these guys! Like we used to have a bigger house than the house we used to clean. Mm. Then I realized later, like she was just trying to contribute to the household. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my bad. Eh? It, it, it's <laughs> no, <laughs> it, right. it, it is. It's it's one of those. Diff- it's difficult, man. And I think just for anybody, I mean that that sense of fear out there, and where yeah. how comedy, film work, documentaries, how all that can can it turn the the beat around? You know what I mean? Can it yeah. help rewrite the narrative? Because it's happening now. Like, shit, I never thought. I mean, I've seen guys. I've been in record stores, right? Because now it's hip, right? Everybody <laughs> yeah. wants to go. Everybody wants to I feel you, bro. And you walk in there, and there's like a dude with Confederate flag suspenders on. And you're just looking at him going like, fuck, what year is, what year is this, yeah. man? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can't believe shit that I read about in books. Yeah. The sentiment is back. It is. I, it's uh, fucking surreal. Yeah. You know, what's crazy that you share that is I, I have a different view about that. Being in prison, I, I've hung around people that had white power on their chest. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't mad at him because they were the minority. Mm-hmm. In prison, whites are the littlest because they got the best lawyers, dog. And the judges <laughs> yeah. don't want to put them in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I kind of felt bad going, fuck, eh? <laughs> 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 like, I felt bad going, damn, dog. Outside of here, I'd kick your ass for having that shit on your chest. But yeah. in here, yeah. I realized you're like, hey, we're still here. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I'm walking around in there with brown pride and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Why can't he walk around it? And then I go, you know what, dog? I am mad at you. Because eh? <laughs> <laughs> you guys stole our land. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you know what? At, at, at the same time, if you're wearing a Confederate flag, hey, dog, you, you're in, you're inviting people with education to come fuck with you yeah. how about if you're wearing a mexican flag i mean look same if thing? You, it, it's the same thing i mean it matters though because mexico was never like all right guadalajara is gonna get down with jalisco yeah <laughs> <laughs> we don't like the way you're paying your slaves and we don't want to pay our slaves that much that that's the whole p- fucked up mm-hmm. part about it well you know what that, that's actually i actually believe that that's where the hit up came from is from mexico because they say the only is right. Where yeah. are you from? Yeah, yeah. And for them, it was what part are you from? Like what state? What area? Territory. It, 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 exactly. It wasn't like it, and maybe that transition in America to like a gang thing where the the first and second third generation kids yeah. started to go like barrios and colonias and stuff like that. That they, but I think it came from Mexico. Like because Mexicans, I, I remember growing up as a kid, I'd hear sure, Mexicans. Right. I just thought about the one there is oh the Chihuahua or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know where are you from? Yeah. And it never dawned on me that it, they always try to relate because they were away from the motherland. Like that was still part of their identity. Yeah. And the barrio for people that grew up, the people from the projects do the same thing, right? Wherever they, they that's their identity. But I mean, it goes back to how. How in the fuck can we like absorb this shit and go like we're gonna be okay? 
through media <laughs> um and taco shop which is we have mm-hmm. a latinos that speak spanish and we have latinos that look as beanerish as beaner can be mm-hmm. that don't speak a lick of spanish mm-hmm. some of me chile some are from central america yeah. some are from south america and the only way we could portray that diversity that rich diversity mm-hmm. is through film radio television which we lack of and it's kind of our fault too because it like, is you're right yeah we go to we go to you know if you see the first transformer movie um, and you see all the minorities, you know, the black people, oh, the black robots be talking like the black robots. And I'm, I'm surprised they didn't even have a Mexican robot. No, because the Mexicans but. were in that movie. We were just detailing the robots. <laughs> <laughs> the mechanics. Yeah, we were they like, cut hey, that part out. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, Bumblebee, you want some white walls? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we keep on seeing and supporting these movies where, you know, the black guy dies first and the Mexican girl is uh, the slutty ass uh, hooker. Mm-hmm. And we keep on supporting these films. And we already know what, you know, when they come out, we already know which ones they are and we mm. keep on putting money on yeah, that. Yeah, that's such a fucking lie because I've never, I haven't even got a slutty ass Mexican hooker yet. I've always said that. <laughs> like, it's, the white one should have been that. <laughs> they always make you buy dinner. Huh? Yeah, that, that's what I tell Mexican Damn girls. It. Why do you always hook up with white girls? Because they do things you won't. <laughs> They don't. They never got baptized. <laughs> They're like quiet. They don't yeah, need to talk back. That is yeah, weird. Yeah, you it, do like white girls. I, I, I love white girls. <laughs> I don't know why. And and you know what fucks me up? I was thinking this the other day. How stupid do I look walking into comedy clubs with the white girl and all my jokes are for me? <laughs> I'm a walking contradiction, but I love it. It's all good. I'm running for president. <laughs> well, the movie The Taco Shop, I found it interesting because the basic premise of it, I never would have imagined was actually true. And actually, in when Whittier here locally, right on Whittier Boulevard, there was a situation of a taco truck and a fucking a restaurant. restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never actually knew that. Uh-huh. That there's an, a, until, you know, I see it on film. Yeah. I knew this story because we're like, what happened to our taco truck? <laughs> Fuck, what happened? Where, where's he uh-huh. been at? Uh-huh. And then, oh, the restaurant tried to get them booted. Yeah. They didn't want them. Literally, it was, you know, a couple hundred feet away from their place. Yeah, a good taco truck is like a hot, slutty chick. Everybody knows her. Everybody yeah. knows where she lives. And she, oh man, she has these pink panties. We claim her. We claim her. <laughs> yeah. We're like, that's my taco truck. Yeah, yeah, the best lingua right there. Yeah, you, salsa. you walk up and the guy says, hey, primo, que quieres? You're like, yeah, that's right. We're good. We're blood. We're <laughs> yeah. blood. We're family. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, right? <laughs> we love one, our taco One truck. of my baby's moms used to be a, <laughs> used to drive a taco truck. Yeah. And uh, her mom was the cook. Uh, wow! It was it was it's hard awesome. work. You like, met her. Yeah, 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 it's hard. It's hard work. Yeah, yeah no, she, it just tripped me out though. Like, it, like cause they get up at four in the morning, yes. mm-hmm. and they gotta they gotta load the ice. They gotta clean it out. It, it's kind of like I told her. You remind me of being in prison. We get up early. We clean yeah. our room. Yeah. They do the routine. <laughs> yeah. They get their money together. They, get, yeah. they program it. That's yeah. just the beginning. Yeah, exactly. And then they gotta do the beans. And, and then the rice it's crazy the- because. Fuck! Not to put men down, but they have to deal with probably the most sexual harassment. Imagine going to construction sites, dog. Yeah, there, there's no background check there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I remember my baby's mom would be like, "Hey, full sorry, but like I wore a little tank top because we needed to pay the light bill." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Damn, man, as long as no one threw salts on there, I'm cool." <laughs> yeah, we love it. We love them trucks, man. Uh, right? There's a but, but is is it because? And I, and I go back to saying Latino because it's I want to include everybody. Don't trip, brother. But but yeah. the, that Latinos are very brand loyal, right? Mm-hmm. Like fucking 
If you're, if somebody drank Budweiser, they're going to drink it to the death, man. Of course, <laughs> right? And you're like, what? There's better beer out there. <laughs> drive, right? uh, you're like, I don't understand. Or, or I'm going to always drive a Chevy, or, and that's it. Ford. Right? My I Ford truck. Go, you know, and it, it, it's the, the same thing with food, right? Yeah. And I find myself, even as a third generation, I'm the same way, man. Yeah. I'm like, fuck that, man. That, me- that other restaurant did me wrong. <laughs> like, this other one's my restaurant. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, and you tell people, you brag yeah. Oh, yeah. almost like a sexual con- conquest to yeah. people about it, right? Taco Nazo, los pescados. Oh, my God, you got to go. Yeah. And I was like, I told you. And you're all proud. Oh, my God, I told you those tacos are really good. <laughs> you take a picture of it and you show your friends. <laughs> hey, look, bro. I know. I don't know, their, I don't know their parents and I don't know their kids, but I know where they eat. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah I, I'm mad at the Mexicans in Arizona. They're <laughs> fucking Mexican food. Like their immigration is so strong in in Arizona. The fucking food sucks. The Mexican food sucks. So we could say that Sheriff Joe uh, affected the cuisine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I went over there and they charged me five bucks for a fucking tost, uh, tostada de ceviche uh-huh. that was as 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 big as as, as big as this lid. Oh, wow. Shit. And I go, let me get four of them. <sighs> Fucking and then, bucks. And-, and then these fools cut up Jamaica thinking I didn't know. But, like, hey, homie, that's not that's not shrimp. That's Jamaica, dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a hustle. Oh, yeah. It, yeah it, it, and that's why I understand. It's like I have this one place called Taqueria Mexico. Mm-hmm. I'll drive 30 minutes just to spend mm-hmm. six bucks there. Damn. Yeah, and see, some places are worth it. You're yeah. like, fuck yeah. it. They, they're going to do it. Do it right. Yeah. Well, also in in the film, <laughs> one of the things that's speaking that we were talking about the state of our country, uh, one of the themes in there is kind of like this racism, you know, because you have the established brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it called in the movie? Taco Dollar. Taco Dollar. Taco Dollar, and then the um, Taco Gandhi or yeah, Gando? Taco Gando. Gando. Yeah. Taco Gando by. Uh, <laughs> By some, basically somebody who got money, but inherited money. Yes, a Caucasian who inherited Brian money. Husky, yeah. right? So he he ends up in a way kind of exploiting guys that need second chances in life, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Uh, and you guys are part of that crew. So I have yeah, Spider yeah. Oscar Spider. Matter <laughs> of fact, I'll show that. Uh, I'm Mad Dog Tony. <laughs> and you know what's a trip is Gandhi's on this truck, uh-huh. and we're trying to be peaceful cholos now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, in the most so here, here's the here's the uh, your your guys is it's it's a gang, man. It's yeah. a gang, uh, the Taco Gang, the Taco yeah. Gandhi Gang. Oh yeah, right. Where salsa, yeah. you from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so you have your leader, who is the guy who's holding the money. So maybe that even speaks to fucking Hollywood, man. Is mm-hmm. the the stereotypes and the way that it's being played out? But uh, uh, George, you're to his uh, left there, and Oscar, you're to his right. Um, and he's con- and this scene I think takes place inside the Taco Dollar where he confronts the brick and mortar, mm-hmm. right? Which are all Latinos, yeah, mm-hmm. right? uh, African American young lady managing yeah. the shop. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you guys find like here here that you guys are actually it's this is totally sat- satirical. I mean, to me, I just sat there. I was like, "Fucking, this is me." It's great because it, it's kind of like poking fun because this guy's the one that was plotting constantly to take down. The guy that's built, you know, right? Yeah, yeah it started off as, as one way, kind of like when you look at uh, a wonderful man named 
uh, Father Boyle, you know, uh, but then all of a sudden perversing it. And then all of a sudden, I think you heard it too from some people. Hey, I have a boss like that. Yeah. You know, he says these little things and I don't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I do. And I was like, I have a, I mean, I ain't going to put it out there now, but yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, uh, this guy really does exist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, 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 this guy became the embodiment uh, of, you know, the, the same way when he would sit there and he'd had conversations with his crew and he uh, would like, he would literally fucking put the glass ceiling right out in front of them. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and demean people and the whole time using using the labor force yeah of people of color mm-hmm. to 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 make his because he was all about money mm-hmm. i look at it very different i look at it like a college football coach saying i'm gonna make all the money go risk all your bodies and mm-hmm. everything for me and hey dog if you're good enough you'll make money when you leave here that's how i looked at it yeah, no, I, I charloism homie no i love the way you no, look at it, it. it yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's probably been a little bit more symbolism. We'll talk yeah, there off was, camera. There was, a, there was a case actually where um, these two women uh, went to Mexico and uh, they went to this famous restaurant and they like studying it and everything. And then they brought all the recipes back. I think this was in Arizona and Texas. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden uh, they started to open their own restaurant with her exact recipe. Luckily, she found out about it and took them to court. So that's kind of a version of, of a, that's kind of a version of what's going on. Because I mean, too. you wrote the it's screenplay, ca- right? Yeah, yes. it's kind of like carpet bagging. So yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, what, what, is that where you just heard different stories, or is this something that you wanted to? What What, what was the point of these got this rival? This is a fucking rivalry, man. Mm-hmm. It's almost like gentrification at the same time because the guy in the tr- truck, he's got low overhead. He, you know, he just drive <laughs> fucking parked anywhere. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, no. The inspiration comes from um, um, when you do work somewhere, mm-hmm. and then you're very loyal to your friends, and you, you know, when when you work somewhere. Um, you experience like you know somebody. I mean, uh, somebody's dog died, and then they start crying, or somebody's family died. Somebody's having a baby, and it feels like a family. And then all mm. of a sudden, when your when your job is in jeopardy, and you just look around, you guys are gonna protect each other. If there's a chance where we can mm-hmm. protect each other for our jobs, we, we would. Mm-hmm. But you know, the idea of um, you know spending eight hours a day for forty days a week, you better get along with everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, you Fuck, better get along. Yeah. Yeah, you, you better say hi to the janitor because later on, God forbid something happens in that building, you know, the janitor's gonna be the person helping yeah. you out. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it's that sense of community where you live with people and then all of a sudden um something from the outside is threatening uh, your way of life. Mm-hmm. So hopefully when something like that happens, everybody sticks together and protects each other. Ideally that's what I want. And right now when we're divided, hopefully the comedy people come for the comedy, but also uh with that that, that even though that you're gonna have to really dig deep to get that message yeah. uh but uh yeah that's I, I really believe in that it's kind of fucked up too because we all in that picture <laughs> used to work at taco dollar really yeah oh yeah the, the yeah in the movie it's kind of like that guy fired us and then like we went to the other white boy for hope hey dog you, <laughs> <laughs> you don't got benefits but we still need a job <laughs> yeah <laughs> You know okay. what I mean by that? No, yeah, actually, uh, can I put it in a, in a stripper kind of thing? Go ahead, my boy. There, uh, there's a strip <laughs> joint, right? And it's really nice. And then we ended up going to this one where this, everything's cheaper. So this is the strip joint where all the people who couldn't get into that one go to this one. <laughs> Same yeah. thing with this one. Exactly. So all the people couldn't work at a that's proper funny. time ship having to go. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the, the, the part of it. You almost find like there is a little bit of a gentrification situation or the culture vultures, right? Mm-hmm. The people that come in and they see a culture, like we're talking about the Cholo culture, yeah. uh, that people come in and they just 
pilfer it like fucking it's colonialism it. all yeah, yeah. to a certain degree because then at a certain point you're like well that lost its meaning now like there was a point when it actually meant something yes like i never thought fucking grown men would be wearing hairnets like <laughs> you know what i mean as a fashion statement yeah it was when you were training your hair to go back yeah right your hair wouldn't go forward you wore it yeah. at night maybe a little bit of morning <laughs> i and, swear medias right <laughs> people like you it wasn't like you know i'm gonna get all you know whatever and there was maybe one or two guys that you always wanted maybe they hit it a little too hard yeah but, you know what I mean? <laughs> so you just let that slide but it, it was you know because they would make fun of you like oh you work at the cafeteria or whatever yeah. right and now it's like a fashion accessory yeah they're, they're catching on i mean it's like to me i look at it different not not you're correct yeah, yeah, yeah. but i look at it like fuck I, i've always worn my top button yeah. Now I'm like, hey, dog, they might think I'm a hipster. They're not going to pull yeah. me over. <laughs> like, I do that. I'll yeah. wear glasses when I drive now and yeah. just throw like a little hipster oh, yeah. thing and maybe throw a bow tie on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I wore like, a beanie. <laughs> I, went, I went to work out once and I wore a beanie. Actually, exactly like that. And uh, I was going to the gym and they pulled me over for listening to music on a headphone when my headphone was connected to my mm. back then Blackberry. Mm. And uh, and then now I, I go, man, if I'm going to drive, I'm going to be as clean cut as possible and I'm going to try to move my, take off my shades. Yeah. And I don't want to get pulled over. And that actually, the, if I want, I love beanies because after you work out, you still have maintain the sweat. You go and you take a shower. I can't wear beanies anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, That's uh, fucked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. We, really, <laughs> we have to change the way we dress. Just we, we, no, we you got to wear a beanie like a hipster, roll yeah. it up right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, but that's good though. I'm glad that the hipsters are starting to dress like, like cholos. Like cho- yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't make me look like a cholo no more. People, I know you look normal. Yeah, yeah, you look clean, clean cut. Yeah, but I'm, I'm always dressed like a cholo. I know, but now, now it's, it's just acceptable. a fashion. Yeah, now people it's acceptable. Are like, hey, people tell me, "Are you yeah. a skater?" I'm like, "No, nah, homie." <laughs> What do you mean am I a skater, dog? I used to skate when I was little. But I used to skate on the Raspado, too. Uh, like, I had Josh Greenspan, you know, from the Greenspan's family. Yes. And we were talking about this, right? Because, I mean, they sell, like, that, that's I'm going to buy a suit from the next right? week. Right. That's where you go to get your Straight shit, up. Right? Do you want, you know, that style? And yeah. uh, But we were talking about it, and he's like, yeah. He goes, fucking people now, it's like, that's... And then obviously there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, there, there isn't. I don't look at it. I don't no. judge somebody. Like, fuck it. You got a Pendleton on and a fanny pack, dude. Knock yourself silly. Yeah, Capri yeah. pants or cross the line. No, I was kidding. Yeah, <laughs> for real, Because you're a man. But, you know, I think. I'm not sure. But um, yeah. you have soft skin. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Mollif. But, um, which is another thing you got. It was, you know what? Matter of fact, I pulled, I pulled up the trailer here. So I'm going to play the trailer. All right. It'll play for everybody. Um, That's what's up. Let's see. Where's that? Get up. Time to go to work. Ah! Oh! What are you doing? Welcome to Small Hands. Out of camp. <laughs> Check this out. Watch this, guys. What are you going to do? No, just no. Watch. No, watch. This is going to be funny. This is going to be good. Hey. Hi. Hey. Oh, my. <laughs> Let's see what you can cook up. Mmm. Really like my sumita? I really love your meat. There's like a food gas in my mouth. Uh. That smells good. New recipe? No, it's our competition. Change your uniforms. Go spy. Hi. Welcome to Taco Gondo. You have any uh, lingua? I think Taco Dollar just declared war. I like war. In this environment, you have to crush the competition. And our competition is right across the street. Chemical warfare, my amigos. Oh, no! We're gonna need weapons. Say hello to my little friend. Hello. What? 
We're gonna smoke that mother out. <coughs> that rat's got munchies, man. Were those gunshots? No. The health inspector is here. Old school, keep him entertained. Mac, you catch that damn rat. Did he say rat? Come on, let's go. Number 34, your order's ready. What's up, Pesce? I wrote my phone number in the bottom of that teddy bear's ass. Danger. All right. Right. So here we have this rivalry, this good rivalry between the taco truck and the actual brick and mortar. I, I like that. It was kind of funny because it starts early on with the um, the uh, the flirtation between the the, the, the lowrider. Yeah. Or as they call them, homo, Socks, homo, yeah. homo homies. Yeah. 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 Right? Backstabbers. <laughs> <laughs> But there's so much in this film. I mean, yeah. at the end, I, I I sat there and I watched it and I was just kind of laughing because there's so much truth in it. And it's, it's yeah. you know, sometimes when as we were talking earlier about Hollywood, the way they show it. Because, I mean, this isn't like a the Paramount or, you know. Sony Pictures picked up for DVD and digital distribution. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then HBO is uh, August 10th. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, but yeah, we didn't, when we were, it was made, it was made outside of the studio system. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. HBO made it homeboys only. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quick, doggy. Yeah, dog. I like that shirt. <laughs> like that? Yeah. But, what, you know, think about it, though. Um, what was the last, before this movie, what was the last Latino movie that you even paid for or even watched and sat down and watched? Think about that. Lowrider. Yeah. I didn't pay for it, but I watched it. That was garbage to me. Well, why, why do you think that? Because it, Hollywood portrayed what we, what Hollywood portrayed what they thought of us. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like, at the end of the day, man, where I come from, it don't go down like that. So fathers, sons aren't trying to kill their fathers. Come on, especially Latino ones. Oh, <laughs> Come on, my grandpa would have killed me if I tried to kill his son. I, you know, I, 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 my, I, mom, I didn't. My, I didn't mom, my mom would have killed me. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't hate the movie as much as he did, but uh, I liked it because I'm a homie. Like it made no. me look bad. Yeah. All right, well, Oscar, uh, we're, we're cutting your mic right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not that bad. I mean, uh, uh, if you look at it uh, during the production of that film. With Evan Longoria, there was a lot of people protesting because they, they were shooting in East LA or, or Whittier mm -hmm. because they weren't bringing a lot of the crew members or something like that. So, I mean, when it comes to Latinos, we're like really um, judgmental and we're bringing us down and we're like, you know, this Latino hates that Latino and all that. So when I see a movie like that, you know, that's, uh, you know, to, uh, you know um, I liked it. I liked the father. I mean, if you really want to see a bad father, watch Star Maps, where the father's a pimp and he's pimping his children out, which is a, uh, which is also a wonderful Latino movie. Mm -hmm. uh, well, might as well bring up Precious at that point. <laughs> I mean, we're going to talk bad parents. <laughs> but yeah, I'm less uh, judgmental when, when it comes to Latino, because there's so few of our films. Or few yeah, but we shouldn't accept, I mean, like scraps. The way I look at it, with Thank that you. film, it wasn't written by Latinos, by the way. Exactly. It wasn't. Um, I didn't know that. I don't know what his name is Brian Choi or whatever his mm -hmm. name is, but I, I watched it from beginning to end, and I, I've interviewed a lot of lowriders and mm -hmm. guys. Oh, they hate it. Have been who <laughs> have been yeah. you know since the fifties. Yeah, and, and they find this like it'd be different if they would have called it like the Gonzalez's mm -hmm. or, or something else. Yeah, my but brother you, Chuko. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? 
but you called it lowriders, which is like it's a, I, yeah. I, I Hollywood of, trying to sell to everybody. This is what lowriders are. Yeah. Now let's build a fucking wall. You know what yeah. I mean? And and for people to go along with it, you know, if they're just doing it for the payday or whatever. Hey, man, that's your thing. At least say it. Mm-hmm. But don't say that that story's true. No. Yeah. You know, to me, I I I I watched it and. As a writer, at mm-hmm. the end, mm-hmm. the last scene, what the last scene is the father and the younger son sitting there, right? Almost like they're at a fucking picnic until you notice it's a stainless steel table, mm-hmm. stainless steel chairs, mm-hmm. and there's bars. Yeah. And they're like, but they're happy. And then here comes the older brother in to sit. And now the family, a Mexican family is complete. Where? In prison, because you have Carcerated. one. Incarcerated, yeah. all right. Cage, no, you like, sold me. Dude, like, <laughs> you that, sold me. why you do that as a last yeah. scene? Why you do that? I you leave it. us with the impression. This is what lowriders are. This is what Mexicans are or Latinos. Great take. Only if you put one in a cage. Are they the one that. Well, they come that's together. That's a wonderful, wonderful take. That's a broken toy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to fucking break this bottle right no, now. Awesome. <laughs> you know, actually, you, you uh, changed my mind about that movie. Yeah. I just, you know, anytime you can employ. Latinos and producing and and, and acting, you know, I, I I'm gonna support it. Mm-hmm. And if the film is a little bit like you know you know not there, I'm gonna try to hush as much as possible because I know how hard it is to make a. F- I teach film at Loyola Marymount University, mm-hmm. so come on down, uh, production okay. two hundred, three seventy nine, and uh, four hundred. Uh, uh, and I know how hard it is. I mean, people think uh, when we're having this conversation, people think they can act. Oh, hey, if you ever need an actor, put me in the film. <laughs> or hey, if you know, um, why don't you get that guy to direct? Because he's not a director. Yeah. These things are really hard to make a film out of uh, out of uh, an idea and then just grow from there. So you know, I'm a little bit more forgiving, but you know, your perceptions on lowriders is pretty awesome. Yeah, dude, but, it but, sucks but I'm so bad. Forgiving. The fire stick didn't even pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> For real, trying to get it on fire stick. It's like Charles. That's true. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see it on Cody. Yeah, no one wanted it. They're like, "Fuck uh, this movie, homie." They put it like on Mundos. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Eva Longoria needed the paycheck. So okay, she, she needed to be working. You know. Yeah, but how Latina is she? <laughs> She's a rich chick from San Antonio that married a European black man. But you know what? I mean, did you <laughs> yeah. see Harsh Times? She was. Uh, that was such a really. I, I mean, I love that movie. Harsh oh, Times. Yeah, but yeah, she was yeah. good. And, it's different and, from an actor to a director and a writer. Well, she was. I think the producer of that film. I, I, I well, you know, I I still have my. It should we take the scraps off the table? Is what I'm no. saying. Is like if they sit there and they say, you know, one thing I enjoy about Tyler Perry, this guy says, "Fuck it," right? Yeah, he's got backing now from Oprah. But the guy actually said, "Why can't a guy be a lawyer? Why can't he be a doctor?" Mm-hmm. They didn't pick the lightest skin brothers for mm-hmm. those roles. They didn't because yeah, you man. see him with the tank top and he's getting dressed. I was like, that guy looks like he could be in prison. Mm-hmm. You know, and he puts on his three-piece suit and walks yeah. out the door, and he has a family. Yeah, he yeah. It's like, and he, and he has a wife that he loves. It, you know, he's... Yeah. I don't understand. No, I, he built that 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 audience out of science uh, in the Midwest where uh, he did the plays, and then he got the the the, the mailing lists uh, from Atlanta and Mississippi and all that. Um, I, you know, I'm, I, every day I wake up trying to say, how can we get the Latinos to watch Latino movies? You know, what do we need to do? Um, I did a show a long time ago on LA TV called Homies, based mm-hmm. on the little homies. Mm-hmm. And we actually, we were the highest rated show on LA TV. Mm. And we still couldn't get sponsorship. 
You know, I mean, we got more numbers than we we had as much numbers as back in the days when they had uh, the Simpsons around six thirty, seven thirty. Mm. You know, and we still. So I, I, every day I, I wake up trying to figure out how do we get this audience to watch our content. Well, LA TV is not owned by Mexicans. LA TV is owned by white people. Well, now it's a Spanish. Yeah, so, yeah, but back then, and it's they don't check the numbers because if you look at it, the guy who invented Homies became a millionaire. Mm-hmm. I was selling. 25 cent toys out of a vending machine. Mm-hmm. Lives on like a ranch cucamonga or Straight, something. Yeah, now, right? yeah. yeah but, and go ahead, brother. No, but that's that's, that's a question. Um, how do we? Uh, I mean, if you go to the comedy stores, and he doesn't like Latino nights, but mm-hmm. um, refried comedy, the Latino comics are always packing it in. I know he, he has a different philosophy, which I would love for him to share. But you know, we love Latino comics. We no, love. I George go Lopez. to them. I'm just done with them. No, I. I I'm uh, done. You're, you're, uh, you gave me a legitimate reason. And, uh, yeah. Go ahead and, and. No, it's just like it's like. Hold up, hold up. You don't have white night. (laughs) Every day is white night. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, 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 look, look, look. I'm doing these Latino shows and people are are looking at me. To me, when I see Latino comedy, I see white people looking at us going, damn, this guy that mows lawn is actually pretty smart. (laughs) I'd rather go up there and go against all the other races and be like, hey, this guy was funnier than everybody instead of being the funniest Latino on the show. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I'd yeah. rather go out there and, and, and compete. It's like it's like baseball. Mm-hmm. When you play in a normal league, it's cool. Once you go in a traveling ball, it's a whole different level. Mm-hmm. I'm done playing in my little league. I'm ready to go travel now. I'm ready to go play against the other inner cities. Or, 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 or a more appropriate one would be World Cup. Yeah. World Cup is truly a world sport. If, yes. if you're going against, all, not like mm-hmm. the World Series, which is just American. Exactly. Yeah. Right? World Cup, you're actually going to play every country that qualifies at that level. Mm-hmm. So maybe it is that, that you're sick and tired of just that. I'm Somebody sick and tired. Else no, and that's okay. And that's okay. Because at a certain degree, it is yeah. people controlling. Yeah. It, it, it is. is it's a dominant, the dominant culture that labeled it, that put that label. And we, mm-hmm. we to a certain degree, adopted it because of the diversity of people that we do say that. But it is that dominant culture, and it goes back to, like you're saying, how can we yeah. get people of whatever, of color, or anybody that's just even interested in the subject? If somebody just sat yeah. there and goes, fuck, that dude is funny, not because he's Mexican, yeah. he's got tattoos. Yeah. No, he is just yeah. funny on his content. Yes. And then also, it, it's like, I was in that loop for the first eight years of comedy, I only did Latino shows. And then I went to go to the other rooms, and I felt like, hey, dog, I don't, how come they're not laughing at me? Because they're not relating to me. Mm. So I found a way to make them relate to me. And now it's like, I can go to a black room, a white room, an Asian room, a Mexican room, Salvadorian room. (laughs) I'm not Salvadorian fool. I know, but you're always horny. I like pupusas. I do too. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, uh, but when you go to the Latino nights, um, and it's packed. And when you go to Felipe Esparza and Gabriel Iglesias. Probably the best comedian And George Lopez Mm. and George Perez. You know, it's always packed. We love comedy and we always, but we never see Latino comedy movies. I mean, actually, that's another second, next second question. When's the last Latino comedy that you've seen? Taco shop, homes. <laughs> Before that, uh, one. yeah, it's it's because we Special, have this Aztec yeah. blood in us. It's yeah. weird. It's like, it's like, hey, homie, this is. This, I, that's what I tell people like, in comedy. There's comedians that tell me, hey, homie, like if you're gonna do comedy in L.A., let us know. And I go, hold on, hold up. You're coming at me like a homie. Like if this is your turf. So now if you're coming at me like that, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a response you're not used to. Stop. Stop like being territorial and come together. Look at yeah, all the other exactly. races. All the other races don't do that. Yeah. It's like, 
I was thinking this today on the way up here. We were talking about comedy specials. How come no Mexican, Latino, or any kind of Latin orientation has done like Jamie Foxx says, Jamie Foxx presents, Kevin Hart's presents, uh, Martin Lawrence presents. There's no George Lopez presents. There's no Paul Rodriguez presents. Def Def Jam comedy. Yeah. What what platform are you giving us to, to perform? You know what I think has happened is that everybody, I think to a certain degree, believes there's one pie. Yeah, they, they believe don't there's one piece of pie, yeah. and they're like, it's been given to me, and it's mine. And I see you, you have a fork in your hand, and you don't have a pie. That means you want some of mine. So fuck that. Yeah. I honestly yeah. believe that, because yeah. I've dealt with so many people, and sometimes I go, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, at what point do you just break out of that? Because it's like you're you're willingly putting shackles on yourself going this is the paradigm that we all have to live in yeah i mean nowadays you could sit there and create whatever the fuck you want it's not like the days of oh you know we got to get that eighty thousand dollar camera and about thirty thousand worth of film and you know we need to no it doesn't life isn't that way anymore a guy with a couple thousand could fucking change the world yeah i've seen i've seen youtubers make me look stupid I sit back and I watch YouTube and I'm going, Dan, this fool, a million people know who he is. And he's never, ever done what I've done. He's never, ever gave up a night, sat in his room, gave up who he is, wrote it down, broke it down, practiced it at constant shows and prepared it for Hollywood. This fool was just like, hey, dog, I'm the taco guy and I'm going to cry. What's up, homeboy? Do a drive by. And he gets a million views. And I'm like, Dan, 80 people seen me tonight. And, and actually, and there's the audience I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at the, one of the comedians that we're working with right now, uh, Rudy Mancuso, uh, mm-hmm. gets 10, 15 million hits. They show on, on YouTube that there's an audience for that, you yeah. know, and, and it's a lazy audience because they're not going to go out to, to the improv, but mm-hmm. there is an audience out there. And if you look, and even I look at Asian comedy, there's uh, uh, Wong Fu Productions, which uh, does comedy. Wrong Fu or Wong Fu? Wong Fu. <laughs> Wrong Fu. You got to mean that. Uh, they get millions and millions of hits on Asian American content. Mm-hmm. You know, the audience, there is an audience for Latino and for Asian stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It's just that uh, they haven't figured out how to monetize it yet. Yeah, I don't know what it is, man. Honestly, this is my theory. Let's just be real about this, people. Latinos are so new to showbiz. Yes. That we are finally going, hey, dog, it's not a video. Stop fighting. Come together. There's enough money for all of us. Yeah. There's enough borders for all of us to jump. Yeah. Let me make one more more point. When we uh, had the red carpet, we hired a PR agency. Mm -hmm. And the PR agency was a Latino PR agency. But what Latino for them was Telemundo, Univision, <laughs> Spanish, La Opinión. There is no Latino PR agency that, that would speaks handle, English. That speaks English. Yeah. <laughs> for so, real. So, I mean, because we uh, let's just say that I had a black movie. So we had they have BET, they have Jet, yeah. they TV have One. Power 106, they have mm. all the But the Latinos, they haven't figured it out yet. So we don't have any public relations. So when a film or a television that is exclusively Latino comes out, we don't have a PR agency. So that has to do with, you know, we're relatively new and we're starting to figure this out and we're starting to put things together, but it's not there yet. Well, Supersonic Media, who does PR for uh, Citric, mm-hmm. Anthony Campos, well, they're Latinos. Well, two, there you two go. Two females. Two yeah. female Latinas. So there you go. But um, what's their range? Who do they cater to? I, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying yeah. that they, no, they, they, yeah. they, they, they're able to um, put it out there, but at the same time, it's like, 
you see guys. I mean, I, we could see Spike Lee. He'll do a crowdfunding campaign. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't get it. Like, how in oh, the I fuck, do. right? <laughs> I mean, to a certain degree, mm-hmm. you're, you're thinking, do you have to follow what's already been put there as far as this is the way a film is done? You need the shitload of money and you need all this and that or just get people to just fucking guerrilla warfare. You know what I mean? To go, we don't have to. Yeah, maybe George Lopez or some of these comedians, they don't have their own showcases mm-hmm. like you're talking about, right? It trips me out. Like, imagine if Fernando Valenzuela did Fernando Valenzuela All-Stars of Comedy. Yeah. It would... People would be like, Fernando's doing something? Like, Oscar's like, don't be saying this shit. We're going to do it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it, it just trips me out. And that's where I want to be. Like, I've been doing this for 15 years now. And I've come to a point where all the younger comics come up to me and they're like, damn fool. Me and Felipe Sparza talked about this. Latino comedians are scared to take the one-on-one freeway. They don't want to go into Hollywood because they're like, oh, they're going to judge. No, 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 no. Find a way to get them to like you. Everyone, the blacks had to do it. The Asians had to do it. Why are we not doing it? And that's what I'm doing. And I'm telling these new guys, hey, dog, go in there. They're not going to tell you no. Go. The cooks know us. <laughs> Maybe it's like, you know, like Bollywood, right? They said, fuck it. We're going to create our own version. Yeah. yeah. Our own version Straight that, up. that doesn't have to be dependent. Because there is that dependence, I think, yes. from what I've noticed and the people I've dealt with. It's almost like sometimes I feel like like that. There's that. Like, no, they're not yeah. our taskmasters. They're not our, 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 you know, they're not. But they're the gatekeepers. So they, they control the it content. It used to be, I believe, until digital media online came on. Now you can pitch your own damn show to Netflix via Skype. Mm. You could sit there without even a, a, a sizzle reel or anything and go, hey, this is the premise and this is the story and these are people and this is what I want to yeah, do. Yeah. And they'll go, like it or hate it. Yeah. It's not before like the days where you had to know somebody. Like you're talking well, YouTube? To, to, to a certain extent, you still have to have that one attachment. You do. Yeah, it uh, sucks. You have to have that one showrunner. You have to have that one name star. Uh, you can't come up with a really great idea and get it done. You have yeah. to have somebody built in it or unless you know somebody on the inside. Yeah. It's still, they're still gatekeepers well, to a certain extent. Yeah. But, but it, it's you're right. It's, with social media and digital, it's kind of changing yeah. in a certain way. But, you know, t- you know once again. You know, what's the last Latino comedy? What's the last Asian American comedy? Um, the audience is there. And, and once again, every day I look at the audience and I'm looking at it on YouTube, even on Instagram and the women on Instagram, they're all the, the numbers are there. It's just that we haven't figured out how to monetize it and how to get the, all of them attracted to. I feel it's kind of hard because like, like, look at it like this. I'm Mexican American. Mm-hmm. My Spanish is like at C plus. Mm-hmm. So when a Mexican sees me, they're like, look at this fucking pocho. Look at this guy. Like, I can't. No one that watches Galavision, Univision is going to want to watch me. Mm-hmm. Only citizens are going to want to watch me. Okay. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And it's like, like, remember what we were talking about? It's like, right now in Mexico, comedy is blowing up, dog. Mm-hmm. They're doing comedy in Spanish. Yeah, we actually, we know Latino comics here. We decided to, for the last three or four years, decide to do their monologues now in Spanish. In Spanish. They're converting. And you know what they're doing? They're taking all these badass jokes and flipping them into Spanish. Like they're taking from the gods of comedy. Mm. And and it's, there's no, uh, what am I looking at? There's no, um, like you could sue someone for doing your material, but if you do it in a different language, hey, 
Yeah. It's not certified in Tijuana, dog. Yeah. <laughs> but but in Mexico, you can't talk about religion, politics. Yes, you narco, can. Narcos. Yeah. Yes, you can. Yeah, that's I've why uh, La India Maria got in trouble for a long time. Oh, yeah, yeah but that's back. She's a woman. Yeah. Uh, so they changed it. Yeah, I mean, it's not that they changed it. You couldn't it. talk about religion, narcos, and the politics. You couldn't talk about those three things. I wouldn't talk in about Mexico. the narcos at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I then, wouldn't even sing about it. I wouldn't even listen to And that's music. why comedy was dead <laughs> for a long time in Mexico. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I grew up actually with Los Polivoses and La India Maria. I grew up with her and Cantinflas. Yeah. And my, my mom made me go see Cantinflas, and I was like, no, this ain't funny. Now, India Maria, She's who fire. looks like an India, and then all of a sudden she comes to the United States, and then all of a sudden she gives uh, cops shit and white people shit. That's a that's comedy. I so mean, she's the original Medea. Yeah, right. yeah. You know she is. She's before Lucio Ball. Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh, you know what? Speaking of, that's one point I wanted to make when you guys were talking about like uh, nobody had ever done things. But when I think of Desi Arnaz, yeah, and what he, I mean, Jesus wow. Christ, if there was no syndication, wouldn't exist mm. without but he's that. He's Cuban, man. dog. He's Latino. <laughs> he spoke Spanish. But that's what I'm trying to say: is how do you call a Cuban? Latino, okay, that's because he did something. Because he did something. <laughs> it's like it's like we're like, hey, homie, come come to us. Like you know, you know, he invented the side camera. Oh, I believe it. And you know why he did that? Because he wanted to give his brother a job. He goes, hey, homie, <laughs> just hold the camera on the side, dog. Are you the one that told me that? Somebody told me that, and they're like, he invented the side camera just so he can give his family a job. Well, let's put it this way: he was so influential at the time that even my grandmother named my uncle. After him. Wow. Desiderio. Yeah. That's his real name. Desi. Yeah. But it was because for us, it was like, that's as close yeah. as we could see somebody with the surname and and, yeah. and, it's, and, and speaks with an accent. Yeah. But now you're mm-hmm. opening a can of worms because, um, you know, what is Latino? Is it Cubano? Yeah. Which not. the Cubans are majority Republicans. They hate it. <laughs> in, in, in Florida. Um, is it Argentinians who consider themselves European? Is it Venezuelans? Is it Central Americans? Is it Mex- I mean, I, I'm Nicaraguan. My family's from Nicaragua, mm-hmm. but I grew up in Huntington Park. Mm-hmm. So I know more about Chalino than I know about yeah. Nicaraguan music. What is Nicaraguan music? That's just like the the, the people are hitting like old mango, <laughs> <laughs> the bamboo, the yeah. bamboo loop. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I have like an identity crisis. But I consider myself Latino and as 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 as, as and, and to a certain uh, a heavy Mexican influence. Yeah. But the thing about it is, is that then all of a sudden we start getting into um, you know this the whole political thing about it, and then it kind of complicates things. Well, I think more like culture. When I think of like Chicano's a culture, it's yeah, not I'm an, Chicano. Right, it's not an ethnicity. Because thank you, brother. You could have a white Spit. person. Keep going. Uh-huh. That, that yeah. is Chicano. They yeah. have that the 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 culture of Chicano that isn't white. Uh-huh. Yeah, that that's what really Chicano's saying is mm-hmm. we're not part of that dominant culture. Doesn't mean we all use tres flores or whatever. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's not that. Um, but still goes back to people like Desi Arnaz that we or you know. As a kid, I didn't realize because TV wasn't a big, big thing for us, but I didn't understand like Pedro Guerrero when he played baseball. And when I saw him and I go, wait a minute, he doesn't look Mexican. Yeah. The first Mexican I actually saw was Fernando Valenzuela. Hell he yeah. looks Mexican to me and actually yeah. he looks kind of fat, but compared to everybody <laughs> else at the time who was like stick thin, yeah. you know, Dennis Martinez. Bob Welch, Jerry Royce, yeah. those other pitchers, oh, yeah. they were like sticks yeah. compared to, you know, yeah. Fernando. And he wasn't fat. He wasn't. He no, was a healthy guy. Yeah. But when I saw that, then that blew my mind as a whatever eight or nine year old child going like, wait a minute, Pedro Guerrero's black skin, black, yeah. kind of cherry girl. Like you know yeah. what I mean? Like how is this guy named Pedro Guerrero? Oh, yeah. I mean, it could it be any more? I thought Mexican. Yeah. yeah. It kind of threw me, but I think for people to go, 
that guy isn't a threat. We're talking about media, movies, yeah. supporting comedy mm-hmm. to go, God bless you for what you do, man. Cause I'm, I have my thing. Yeah. And if you want to do what I do, fuck, good luck to you, man. Cause shit, I can't even handle what I do. Yeah. You know, I see the blood, sweat and tears. So like sometimes people will be like, Oh, you know, that guy's going to steal your idea. I go, you know what? If that guy fucking thinks the way I think and he's got the shit going on in my head, then good luck to you, Sauce. dude. Because <laughs> you know what? I, I can't believe you walk and chew at the same damn time at that point. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not worried about what somebody else is going to do. I mean, here we are. We're on the 13th floor of Whittier's Tall's building. Hell yeah. 13th because we're Mexican, dog. <laughs> right? But who would have ever have thought that a person doesn't need Fox, NBC, CBS, ABC? You don't need the alphabets. Nah. You can do it yourself. Straight well, You up. know, my camera guys back there, Union, whatever, sound guys, I got the whole crew here. Yeah. Who would have ever thought that a person can independently do something without having to go, is this okay, mister? Yeah. Por favor, mm-hmm. mister. Did I offend you? Quieres un chicle? Yeah. No, man. I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. There is that freedom. Mm-hmm. Yes, maybe the financial rewards, which can come creatively later Yes, after you build your base. Mm-hmm. And I mean, let's fuck it. Stir the pot for everybody. Go fuck, you know? It, it's We're not like on one little piece of real estate, man. Yeah. No. The fucking, it's really big. Yeah. yeah. You know, speaking of Fernando Valenzuela, I've, I, I have a special love and pain for him because he was the first Mexican to get robbed. Robbed. Think about it. His rookie year on the Dodgers. No, his rookie year, he was in the playoffs. He pitched, mm-hmm. but like when he when he was a real rookie, he only pitched for like three games in the playoffs before he became a rookie. His poster sold more than anything. It sold more than Spider Man. Sold more than Batman. Fair faucet. Yeah, <laughs> homeboy only got paid like a hundred thousand dollars. He sold out every game. Ponchos, hats. Talk about being robbed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just like. I don't want that to happen to me. I, and that's why Oscar, he knows, is just like, man, Latinos, Mexicans, cholos, cholas, cholos like I got jumped out, and now you work <laughs> at a car dealership. Yeah. Hey, man, there's enough money for all of us to get paid. There's enough tacos for us to put salsa and cilantro on everything. Mm-hmm. Get together. If you're going to jump somebody, jump them at the bank. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I had like, cause dude, Fer- Fernando, have you seen that Fernando Mania? Yeah. That, that shit made me cry. I didn't know they kicked all the Rasa out to build that park. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Chavez Ravine. Yeah. That shit made me cry. Oh yeah. And it's just like fucking assholes. If we would have had cameras back then, like I bet you if that would have happened right now, Fox News would have been like, look at them resisting to leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How dare they? Well, you know yeah. what's even sadder about that area is it was there is where the, uh, I think it was like a Navy uh, depot or something mm-hmm. there, is where they got together for the Zoot Suit Riots. No way. That's where the taxis were sent from huh. for the uh, Zoot Suit Riots wow. in the 40s. Wow. For the servicemen to beat up uh, because we became the Japanese were in camps. Yeah. Who's our biggest threat? You know, Zoot Zooters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they beat people hope, in public. I hope they uh, explore that 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 storyline again. Uh, Zoot Zoot. I know there was one where there was a musical and it had the Luis Valdez. Yeah, huh? but uh, the Sleepy Lagoon case. I hope they go back and revisit that that I, media. We'll talk re- a little bit off camera about that. But. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of things, but yeah. But see, that is the thing is 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 we don't realize we've been bought and sold stories. The mm-hmm. narratives. Oh, yeah. 
right? And it's always the dominant. It goes back to, mm-hmm. too, the dominant culture mm-hmm. tells us what we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they right? define. They define us. It's yeah. actually not even the dominant culture. We're outnumbering people. Like, how could they be the dominant culture if we're outnumbering? Them? No, they're the ones in the media. They're exactly. the ones. They're the ones that are portraying us. They're the ones that are are, are writing the article, green lighting, yeah, passing, mm-hmm. developing. And, and so then we accept it. And then we go, oh, that guy is the coattails we need to jump on now because he's one of us. Mm-hmm. And then he's going like, fuck you guys, takes off his <laughs> coat and goes, fuck you guys. There's no coattails here. Yeah. And, and I don't mean to, to slam those dudes, man. No. I mean they're doing what they got to do, and God bless you because you had your own road. That's how you got to where you got to. And if that's how you want to live, uh, you know, I, I will share one story. I dealt with a guy that was a three-time Pulitzer Prize uh, nominee author. And I remember we had the strangest conversation. And afterwards, I ended up sending this very strong email to him going like, you're part of the problem. You, because of the way you are and the way you, you, you have like that. Wow. Rash, like, like, a, like if it was you were in the depression and somebody just gave you a fucking ration. Like it's mine, mine, mine. You know, precious golem fucking shit, man. It's not even goddamn human to me. Because I, like I said, to me at a certain point, each person, I mean, when I saw your movie, I sat there and I was like, man, I'm going to support this. To me, not only because I know Oscar, uh, but I was like, this is something that I think people should support. Man, does it mean like fucking, oh, well, he didn't make dances with wolves, you know? Like, nah, dude. (laughs) Everybody has to realize is that when you see a story or you see somebody doing something that fuck yeah let's let's do what we can yeah because uh, if we are the numbers that they say uh, in the US of Latinos in, in the country fuck you know you almost think shit if you just put a quarter in shit you know yeah fucking, I retire a rich man you yeah. know yeah. but how difficult now do you find from this point forward what is the next thing um, right now, we actually uh, got a couple of showrunner, uh, showrunner, and a producer, which I, I don't want to name right now, and uh, we're going to be pitching it as a TV show. Uh-huh. We were able to actually get a lot of uh, talent attached to it. So uh-huh. uh, that, and um, we're working on another feature right now, another uh-huh. comedy uh, called "The Last Days of Mary Jane." Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're, we're going to continue to develop. We're going to continue to um, and uh, blue balls. <laughs> yeah, we also got a. We're also working on blue balls, which is a it's, story about handball. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's about a, it's a, okay. You see in Kingpin, right? Mm-hmm. With Woody Harrelson, is that his name? The bowling yeah. one, yeah. Yeah, well, it's about a a Mexican fool that plays handball and he has a wooden arm. Yeah. <laughs> like I wanted to relate yeah. it to us. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's what we're going to do. Except yeah. that we would want to see. You know, once again, you you go, you go go. I dare you to go to Target or even Kmart. There's mm. still a Latino section, a DVD section mm. there. And you, what are you gonna see? Born in, East, Born in East LA, yeah, and also <laughs> yeah, Born in East LA is the one I always see, and also uh, Nacho and Chong, Libra uh-huh. and Chicha Chong. Those same three movies, mm. and even going back to um, uh, Blockbuster, the most uh, stolen DVD there or in VHS there was um, Blood in- American American Me. Me. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was the most stolen DVD. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah and then blockbuster franchise history. Mm. You know, in these movies, they they stay with us. Mm. Blood in, blood out. American Me. Even if somebody just actually, and they're all about cholos, and yeah. they're the number one sellers, and they don't yeah. want to do it for us no more. Yeah, and then there's Me Familia. So these movies that were made a long time ago, they're still on our DVD shelves. Matter of fact, speaking of Me Familia, what conversation awesome. I was having with somebody recently, I said, "Whatever happened to Gregory Nava? Here's a guy who did this amazing film that portrayed us." Perfect, it, I an, thought. An amazing portrayal. It 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 it, it, it kind of generalized, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Mexicans in America. Yeah. 
where people felt maybe that's not my generation, but it's somewhere down the line in my family. But then it's like, what happened? Like, well, his first movie was incredible. El Norte was his first mm-hmm. movie, and uh, and that was probably his best. But then uh, when Mi Familia came, he did also another movie with Timothy Hutton that that failed in the box office. And then he ended up doing uh, Mi Familia, and that movie wasn't as uh, lucrative in the box office as it was on DVD and VHS. See, there was Scarface. Scarface and, sucked yeah. at the box office, but it was the number one VHS seller. Oh, or yeah. as we were talking, Boulevard Nights, which yeah. it didn't do too well, and there was a lot of protest at the time. Uh, the Chicanos were protesting the film because yeah. they were upset that they didn't want this film to portray them, you know, yeah. the lowrider culture. Yeah. Yeah. But the beautiful thing about Boulevard Nights is it has a balance. Yeah. So everybody's not fucking bad. Everybody's not a piece of shit. You know, yeah. Even in this movie, we have a balance. And, yeah. And I think when we make our own movies, we, we well, if it's going to be about somebody in fucking jail or somebody uh, in a gang, we're going to have a balance. We're going to have good guy, good Latinos and bad Latinos. Yeah. And, and, and actually, we're, we're, I don't know whether we're conscious of that or not, but we're going to do that. And in some movies, when you do, when you have other races doing movies about ourselves, you don't see that balance. Mm-hmm. You know, you just see black is bad. Brown is bad. Pussy is is. Uh, is evil you know you always see one side and uh, that's what i like about boulevard nights it has that balance the brother the good brother and the bad brother and then the good friends and the bad friends yeah. and stuff. there's truth there's yeah. truth yeah i live that shit <laughs> yeah and that's what's lacking in a lot of our movies and, and that's why we have a sense of responsibility when we make these movies because we're going to do that consciously mm-hmm. so. well then you have also george you have uh funk fest coming up right yeah i got funk fest coming up Man, I got a lot of things going on. I got yeah. two podcasts. I got a podcast I do every Monday called George Perez Stories, and there's no comedy talk allowed. I just I get artists, friends, everybody, and we do stories only mm. relating to life, to everything. On Tuesdays, I have a podcast on Curious Radio called Funk and Funny, mm-hmm. where it's just I play funk or hip hop that has funk beats, and then I have guests that I we just hang out, chop it up. Um, I do comedy about five days a week. Follow me on Instagram, George P. Comedy. On Twitter, George P. Comedy. Facebook, George Perez. Uh, if you're child support, please don't follow me. I'm caught up. <laughs> uh, yeah, dog, it's crazy, yeah. man. Like, child support tried to add me on Twitter. I was like, nope. Did they really? <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. I'm like, just got paid. They liked it. <laughs> uh, I got I, I, me and Oscar working on a lot of stuff. I'm working on a lot of stuff. And uh, hey, people. Be real out there, Rasa. Don't let them try to tell you what you're not or what you are. And uh, have fun. Enjoy life. Eat tacos. And Taco Shop, you said, will be coming out on... Yeah, right now you can get it on Amazon, iTunes, and then uh, we're on HBO on August 10th. And, uh, yeah, we're going to hopefully work this up uh, to do more... Mm -hmm. uh, a comedy shows. Uh, we're trying to do the TV show. Uh, a lot of our comics are doing this taco shop comedy tour mm. with uh, um, Johnny Sanchez and uh, Cookie Cookie Hall and George Perez. And uh, yeah, right now just to write a, a lot. Right now is strategically a lot of writing, a lot of developing, and then next month we're gonna do a lot of pitching. Mm. Where can they find you at? Uh, they can find us actually uh, we're on Facebook uh, Taco Shop uh, the movie and also on Instagram mm-hmm. and if you guys want to follow me at Oscar Truna on Facebook and on, on Instagram but yeah please follow the movie um, hopefully um, hopefully there's more to come okay well um, and you already said all the places they can find you right George yeah you can find me all those places uh, 
Ooh, I got a hey, uh, yeah. I'm not, all my sponsors. I'll, I'll I'll give you guys a blast out there. These two modelos fit felt good. <laughs> I haven't eaten yet, so I'm kinda, know, and I'm yeah. looking at these tacos right here. Like, damn, <laughs> we're gonna go eat a taco truck up right now. Well, if you guys want, we can go to lunch after. All right, let's, let's do, it. do it. Yeah, the good yeah. little spot. Hey man, there's a lot of great places in Whittier. Yeah. A lot. You know what's cool, bro? Is like I don't meet that many people that give me different points of views. And hey, brother, thank you, man. Like you made me look at things. Mm-hmm. But I tell people. Hey man, stop thinking you know it all. Like I like to listen now, mm-hmm. and listening to both you and I was like, "Fuck, yeah. hey, I didn't even look at it." Like, I didn't. Yeah. Lowriders. Like just, when the ready. way you guys talked about Boulevard Nights, I just liked it because I wanted to be Chuko. Yeah. Not knowing that I was like, "Damn, my brother was that brother." Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like how you try to get him a job, and how he got hit up at work. He yeah. tried to hit. Hey man, you know what? I want to show like an AMC. In AMC, there's this white dude who goes, "Today we're gonna watch a, a really fantastic movie from the 50s. I want to show where it says, "Today we're gonna watch Boulevard Nights." Today we're gonna watch uh, Blood and Blood Out. Uh, what else? What, what other movies are there? American Me, Familia. Yeah, where they host or the original, the original that I can remember, Duke of Earl. Oh yeah, that oh, is man. as first That's as Toper's low Town. Budget, budget Victory Outreach, yeah. but it was. Legit, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Great movie, yeah. And th- there needs to be a show where somebody hosts it and brings some of the directors and writers back. But like yeah. I said, Rasa won't do it. Yeah. Well, it's just, that's, it's, just it's, it's expensive. You have to get the rights to the movie, which is owned by Warner Brothers, and then you know the studio. It is an expensive process, well, maybe, and then to show the movie. Well, maybe at a certain point, it's it's uh, what is it? Fair use. But I, I I'm not sure. If, fair use. Yeah, I'm not sure if Boulevard Nights is that is in fair use territory right now. But I'll tell you what. I mean, there's these wonderful films that that even even going back to even the, you want to see a really wonderful Mexican film, Luis Buñuel's Los Olvidados. Yeah, uh, I think it was like 1958, which is about gangs in Mexico, and it was yeah. shot in Mexico and in one Cannes film festival. There's some wonderful Latino small little films that are out there. There's one um, uh, I forget the name, GHB something something, where it's That's like a, a drug. No, there, there, there's, <laughs> a, there's, a, there's, there's a movie on DVD. Well, uh, this filmmaker, which is a futuristic uh, cholo movie, mm-hmm. I'll try to get you the DVD. Wow, where, yeah, where like <laughs> the lowriders are like uh, floating in, in the air. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember How the Trejo? You? The Trejo did that. I think it was called Lowriders in space oh really like there's that. a, wow. How there's do you a do lot that? of these little hey, movies what star are you from man? <laughs> yeah there's a lot of these little movies that are out there that i would love to show or to hopefully uh maybe maybe even write a book about it but there's a lot of these show these films that have a lot of heart yeah. and a lot of authenticity that i wish can be open to a bigger audience instead of just us talking about it hopefully because it's hard for them to find boulevard night boulevard nights i have a copy of it because i worked at la tv yeah and actually literally warner brothers sent a copy to say hey we're selling this if you want to put it on on on, on the air Obviously, that uh, you know, they said no, but um, yeah, some kind of forum where we could see these types of wonderful films that broke the ground and did some against uh, did everything against the grain. Mm. That would be a wonderful opportunity. Maybe a film festival or or a TV show like uh, Turner Classic Movies. Well, yeah, yeah, Yeah. that would be actually good. I I know um, Plaza de la Raza shows. uh, They showed Boulevard Nights. They also Uh. showed. Salina, born in East yeah, LA. They, they, awesome. they do a lot of them there. They yeah. they, they, they have a night and they'll, they'll uh, yeah. view it. Which Richard Iniguez is on the board of uh, Plaza de la Raza, a really good organization. Yeah, which does the, uh, grants. Yeah, uh, for arts and films. Good. Um, yeah. So I mean, there there is resources. Yeah. A lot of times, it's just trying to, to to hustle to find them. Yeah, but it's good to see that th- this stuff is cult classics. Yes, uh, because nowadays we we don't see it, you know, and we see other people doing the portrayals. Yeah, but Taco Shop, uh, I thought it was a, a good movie. Um, it has good comedy in there. Thanks. <laughs> Some memorable lines, you know, homo homies. 
<laughs> I'm kind of like, I don't know why I know that's true. But <laughs> it happens a lot. Yeah. Oh, you gay? You look tough. I'm like, you like me? I'm like, he got a teddy bear? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, man, I had a blast. You guys had a blast? Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having us. I really, really appreciate it and getting the word out. And we had a lot of fun. You're going to have to come out and do my podcast now, doggy. Definitely. definitely it's a man. whole different vibe. <laughs> I like the vibe in here, though, man. You know, yeah, I, I love it. Like, it's... When I walked in here, it, it, it reminded me, like, when I first seen a cholo. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a homie with the bald head. It was just... It was a classy fool that was just clean. His his hair was brushed. He was sharp. Like your, You know what I mean? I liked it, dog. Mm -hmm. I like the vibe of all you have in here. Keep it up. Well, one thing that's been interesting for me is everything in here all means something to me. Like, the, yeah. to your left, there is my grandfather on top and my father. You know what I mean? It's like some people, like, they buy memories they go to antique shop they're yeah. like you know you didn't kill that fucking deer i don't know you have <laughs> yeah. that deer <laughs> yeah like fuck how could you post that shit you know on yeah. your wall uh, it, it, to me it's like the stuff in here means all right something. before we go what does this mean uh the barber chair yeah uh that was actually my first documentary a friend of mine from hemet uh and actually san jacinto area i needed to do some clips so he brought it over like two or three years ago yeah and uh he keeps talking about picking it up no, that's cool <laughs> yeah. it's worth a lot of money yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. actually that other barber chair is from the 1800s that's, that's like an electric chair that's yeah. a very old that's like a discipline chair, chair. <laughs> <laughs> Europe. but i well, like it it's, yeah i mean it's everything represents something of of my life and my journey and except for the picture of your son which is the cutest, smartest little kid. Yeah, yeah, man. He's a. I mean, that oh, kid. Oh yeah, actually, he's there on the on the Ooh. poster. He was in the. Uh, those are all magazines that I did, but yeah. uh, he's on the cover there when he was a few months old. Yeah. But uh, man, I've had a blast learning about you guys. So Thanks, make brother. sure you guys check them out. Uh, Taco Shop, George Perez on social media. Uh, until next time, be well, my friends. Thank you. Late.